This is the Uncovered Dish Christian Leadership Podcast. The podcast that uncovers stories, equips leaders, and changes the world. This is episode 18 of the Uncovered Dish Christian Leadership Podcast, the podcast that uncovers stories, equips leaders, and changes the world. And we're your hosts, Caitlin Deal. And James Lee. And today, we are talking about ministry and food. Two things that we love. Mm. We talk about a lot, actually, but this is really important because <laughs> uh, we're here with Jessica and Skitch, and we're going to talk about the Feed Truck Cafe. Um, but first, I want to get you guys introduced. So, um, Jessica, why don't you start? Sure. Well, you can call me Jess. Uh, all my friends do. I think we're friends now. So, um, yeah. So, I'm Jess Winderweedle. I'm the executive director of Feed Truck Ministries, Inc. And I'm Skitch Matson. I am the Wesley Foundation director of Princeton University and also the discipleship pastor of Princeton United Methodist Church. So, guys, what is the Feed Truck Cafe? How did it get started? What is it? The Feed Truck is a UMC-supported ministry that uh, was originally uh, – uh, its original concept was as a campus ministry, but um, it has morphed and grown into lots of other things besides just campus ministry. Um, mm. It's our it's our outreach uh, our outreach vehicle, for lack of a better uh, term, uh, for Kingston UMC. So it enables us to to get out into the community. But it's the the sort of original intent, the heart and soul of FTMI um, is to do ministry uh, for and with young adults, particularly college students. And those conversations morph from just within our uh, meetings at FTMI uh, and with our student leaders and interns um, and and boiled over into a conversation that PUMC was already having uh, about how to use their space for, uh, for campus ministry and outreach to students. So um, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so I actually, when, when the feed truck uh, came into being, I was one of the first chaplains on the feed truck, which is uh, it's one of the things that makes the feed truck stand out from other food trucks, is that they have somebody that's outside of the truck itself to talk with people and to tell them the mission of the truck and to help them order and just to get to know them and to create this community and this um, this interaction that is uh, much more loving and communal instead of just a transaction. Um, and so I got to do that. And so I knew the, the mission of the feed truck and I absolutely loved it. And then I got appointed, I graduated from seminary and got appointed to this uh, dual position between the church and the university. And these conversations have been happening. And I can remember being pulled into the office of the head pastor and she was like, so what do you think about blah, 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 blah? And I remember just getting giddy. And like I, I immediately was running through five or 10 questions in my head that, that day I left her office and walked to the closest five coffee shops and looked at how much it would cost to buy uh, a full espresso machine. And I just loved the idea. But there were other chaplains at the time that were also connected to the university and had let us know um, that there were students that they were talking to who had said that they would walk into uh, the local library uh, at the university and just immediately feel anxious. So we thought, maybe we can do something about that. And my role was really to uh, to get the congregation on board and to not just sell it, because that sounds odd in like marketing terms, but a bit of it was uh, telling the right story for them to understand the vision of what this could be for the church. Right, right, and that's very important, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But uh, also what was really fascinating about the Feature Cafe when I found out about this is that this isn't just like one church doing ministry. This is a yeah. connectional yeah. mission that's been like four different United Methodist ministries are working together, right? You have Kingston United Methodist Church, 
Princeton United Methodist Church, uh, the Feed Truck uh, Ministries, and the Wesley Foundation of mm-hmm. Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. What was like the planning stages like with these four organizations kind of working Pl- together? Planning? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we uh, no, there was some planning. There was, there was <laughs> the weekly lunches that we had for like two or three months. Uh, we would just meet once a week uh, at another local place uh, and just dream and say, okay, what needs to be done? Uh, who's going to do what for the next meeting? But really, it's kind of nice between the four ministries there's a lot of overlap in people um so we all knew each other beforehand okay 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 which i think is the beauty of connectionalism if you're if we're going to be a connectional church then we should be reaching out to the local churches whether we're doing ministry right away together or not just to have that base relationship right allows uh for new ministries to start up and for us to go yeah we know each other and we're all sitting around the table and we know everyone at the table uh let's let's move forward where is this cafe actually located? So it's at Princeton UMC, which is 7 Van Deventer Avenue in Princeton. And it's open to every anybody, or is it just students? Anybody. No, anybody the doors are that? open. Yeah. We want it to be a space wherein uh, church folks can come and hang out in this space with college kids, with people that come in off the street. Um, we want it to be a place where uh, our neighbors all coexist and commingle and get to know each other and become friends. So, yeah, so it was really important to us from the get go. No, no, no. This is not for for any one person um, or any one group. It's for it's for everybody. Cool. So what does it take for the feed truck cafe to operate on a day to day basis? Well, it's um, so it's a pop up model. Um, mm-hmm. And so the business model for it is a little bit different than a typical coffee shop. And that's um, we did that for a few different reasons. One, we knew our limits and we wanted to kind of prototype this in a way that was sustainable and manageable and within our uh, financial bounds and within the bounds of um, of other ministries that the church was already doing and that we were already doing. Um, and so it would operate specifically during sort of high volume times or high stress times uh according to the academic calendar, so for midterms and finals. So we would be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights um, during these these sort of high-stress uh, uh, study times, study seasons. Right, um, right. Yeah, so we, we came in and it put in new furniture and built a temporary counter and had some rented equipment, and uh, we would we would pop up the space. The In terms of, like, the, the way that it works business-wise, um, Everything is on a suggested donation basis. So when you come in, uh, you see a menu that looks a little different than a typical coffee shop. You don't just buy uh, a cup of coffee or, or a pastry. You buy a ticket, and that ticket gets you. Um, it's a suggested donation price anywhere from 3 to, I think the highest one was $7. Um, yeah, you could you could go all the way to the seven dollar ticket, get you a cup of coffee and I think a specialty beverage and an actual mug. Uh, yeah, and you get a personal oh. personalizable <laughs> man. That's wow, was that's that a even a word? Personalizable. That's more than a. That's a six. Too many syllables. Six ticket words. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you can get get a mug and you can uh, personalize it, and then we um, we we bake the mugs in, so that they set up, and then we had uh, a shelf where you could leave the mug there. Um, that's pretty and, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was incentive to come back because you'd bought this mug and it lives here in this right, place. Right, right, right. Um, but it also, I think, just contributed to there were a ton of students who started coming like the very first weekend that came all the way like yeah. each weekend that we were open, and I think it contributed to them feeling like this was this could be a second home for them, um, wow. particularly during these really stressful times. Yeah, I'm trying to think back, hark back to the years in college when I was in finals. I mean, it was it's really stressful time. 
and you go to like the library and it's like packed with all these people just yeah. like doing I this. I for five minutes in the library and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> right. I literally stay for five minutes. Because the atmosphere is just, it's, it's, it chokes you, you know? Yeah. We also had students say that it was really nice to have a closing time. Because, mm-hmm. especially at Princeton, at these high-stress institutions, they'll just go and go and go. It's 24 and go hours during until finals. Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to have the closing time was a, sp- a, a, a good cap for them to say, I, I do need sleep. Yeah, right, I right. I'm going to go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think another um, thing to say about just the week-to-week uh, or weekend, week-out needs for operations, we had a cafe manager um, who's not here with us today because her and her husband have moved to the West Coast, and she's taken a Wesley Foundation job on the West Coast. Wow. Uh, but I think w- without her, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, shout-out to Sarah Tillema. Uh, she was oh. our director of programming uh, with FTMI. We uh, we are sad to... Uh, we were sad to see her go at graduation, but um, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna do great things out in California. Great things. Great things. Yeah, I remember she she was in the uh, for the video for, yeah, for the Future yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cafe the video. video. So so yeah, she's she, which thank know, you right? for that video. I mean, it it worked wonders for us. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of the students initially that uh, that saw it, they'd see it and then they'd pass it on to their friends, and so it really did work well for us oh, to get awesome. a good amount of people. Did you guys out. put the video on on Facebook, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Facebook. So Facebook, fa- Facebook works, I guess. It does, which works. you told me, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did? Yeah, you oh. told me to upload it straight to Facebook instead of going Vimeo and then linking it because Facebook somehow works. Favors its own videos. Yep. Oh, that's another conversation. But all right. Um, so, but you, I want to kind of hit back, Jess, you were talking about, you know, these donations, right, that are received. Uh, where do the donations go? So, uh, for the most part, they go back into the the cost of the cafe. So, when we... Um, they go in my back pocket. Skitch, <laughs> Skitch just has a big mason jar on his desk, and they just, no, that's, that's not great. true. That's um, No, they go, so they, yeah, they contribute... <laughs> They contribute to the sustainability of the project. So um, we the the grant that we received was mostly for startup funding and also uh, helped with some uh, some of our non volunteer staffing um, and some of the bigger ticket items that we had to procure to to make this happen. Right. Um, right. And so and it and it got us started. But then those those funds helped us to to keep the cafe going throughout the school year. I don't drink coffee. So much high latte. Is this available? Come on. <laughs> I kind of just want to learn how to make a chai latte to like lower oh, my Starbucks set. That's pretty easy. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, I'm like, you I'll be a volunteer for you. a day if you we need. You. <laughs> I think um, if you volunteer for a few weeks at the cafe, they'll teach you. Yeah. See, actually, I, I will do, actually do that. <laughs> and we <laughs> love to have volunteers. And if you come volunteer with us, you get one of you these cool the shirts. shirts. So, so, so and speaking of your shirt, there's a symbol on your shirt. And we have this branding. So can you tell us a little more about where that's The good old monogram. Yeah. So actually, back when we started the feed truck we uh we had a a branding package done for the feed truck and if you've seen the truck um it's bright yellow and very happy and there's this um this sheep with his head in a bucket and i can tell you more about why there's a sheep with his head in a bucket on the side of the truck uh some other time um (laughs) kaylee was hanging it's like an hour podcast we're good (laughs) uh, and the side of the truck looks a lot like this it's this very like sort of rustic uh uh farm themed uh, it's a Feed truck, right? That's right, a right. farm reference, um, I think. <laughs> not, Feed trough. Yeah, yeah I mean, not much of a farmer. Thing. But um, <laughs> anyway, so but as a part of this branding package that we had originally, um, our designer also uh, came up with this monogram. And it's, there's there's one of these monograms on the side of the truck, and it's always a little confusing to people because they're like, what is that? So it's a T and an F and a T, like all sort of baked in Tall there. Tall T, a short T, and they combine to make an F? Yeah, so TFT, the feed okay. truck. Um, uh, the uh, truck. Uh, oh, 
okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the lights um, are going off. Oh, I see it. There I it see is. it. There, there you go. It oh, is. I see it now. It's, it's totally just secret society. It's like yeah, I thought like, it was some I, sort I, of I Greek thing. Like I, part yeah. of that. Like I would be like, she like, tell <laughs> well, me that's more. actually. I mean, like talking about secret society, the main entrance for the cafe is a side door, which we did on purpose. Okay. Uh, it's like a secret. It's kind you of one of those kind like, of you have to know. Yeah, you have to have a friend that knows, and then oh my gosh, yeah. Squeeze uh, in. Methodist speakeasy. The Methodist speakeasy. Because it's, it's coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Right, right, right. Uh, but, but that was one of the one of the things was not only um, making it kind of like a cool entrance, but also for people that don't feel comfortable in a church. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're in a church. Like, you know, obviously you're in this church. You're walking outside and you're seeing the stained glass windows that are bright when it's dark outside. Right, you, right. you walk in the side door, and for many people, that's much more comfortable to come into mm-hmm. than to come in through the main doors or to right. come in through the main sanctuary. In- interesting. Because yeah, there's some yeah. people that have been burned by the church, unfortunately. And many of the people that come in and are the guests that we see every night, every weekend, identify themselves as that. Like, oh, yeah, I grew up in the church, but no, it's not for me. But mm. then they're walking in, and there was this one student that walked in, and she's like, "Sketch, this is amazing!" And she sat down. She said she had to go, but then she sat. She sat down for I don't know, half hour, forty five minutes. And we're talking. She's like, "Sketch, there's so much love in here. I'm gonna die." And like, <laughs> it was like, "Ha ha ha!" But then it's just stuck with me and played back in my mind that someone that doesn't really identify with Christianity can walk into a church and say, "Okay, there's so much love in here. I'm gonna die." Like, mm-hmm. they can notice that there's a sense of love and community between the people. Where loving your neighbor is a real thing and not just a, a term that we use or something that we slap on a sticker, uh, but it's it's just felt in the space, which is what we were hoping for. The mission statement of Futrek Ministries is to foster spiritual engagement, volunteer service, and a love of neighbor among uh, young adults in central New Jersey. And so uh, there's there. There are plenty of times where people really scratch their heads at that and like, well, how does a food truck or how does a cafe like do those things? How do how does you know, how do you connect like what we do on a day to day basis, this operational entrepreneurial business based thing that we do? How do you how does that foster spiritual engagement or volunteer service <laughs> or or uh, love of neighbor? And yeah, I think for that, a lot um, of churches, it's kind of hard to make that connection. Absolutely. Sure. But like this. But it take like stories like that, right? Like, um, anecdotes like that show, well, it's like, you got to see it to see it. Um, mm. but once you see it, then it's like, Oh, of course. Um, of course this is the kind of, these are the kind of spaces we want to create. What's some other feedback you guys got? It was positive feedback, negative feedback or, you know, so suggestion box, <laughs> like, um, we should have a suggestion. We box. probably should. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a good volunteer. Do there I get we go. For that? <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 you got someone that's <laughs> really convinced uh, yeah. is convicted Shirts to be a part of this. <laughs> they, they work. No, I think uh, the feedback that I've gotten, I'd say 98% of it has been really positive. And then there's like the negative feedback that is still said in a positive light. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There was this. There was a good spread of time where the Wi-Fi wasn't working. Which, like, when we started this, we were like, "Okay, the coffee's got to be good. There has to be a lot of outlets uh, because if we're mm-hmm. wanting college students to come and work on papers and stuff, that's got to be there. Right, right. There's got to be good Wi-Fi and good lighting and good seating." So I think we crushed it from the get-go on all five of those areas. And then the Wi-Fi went out, and we didn't notice uh, because the Wi-Fi we were using was a you know a different one. It wasn't an open network. We were using a closed network for all of our internal mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and so some students were like, yeah, my Wi-Fi has been working, but it's okay. You know, I mean, I still love being here and it's, mm-hmm. it allows me to get other work done. And they were still just so positive. Mm-hmm. That didn't deter them from uh, from leaving, which 
when I'm in a coffee shop and Wi-Fi doesn't work, like, bye bye I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for that free Wi-Fi. So, well, unless the coffee's really good. And by the way, yeah, still to this day, one of the best coffee. I mean, it, it is actually go. the best coffee I've ever had. Like, so when I went to go shoot this video with you, with, with you guys, right, I took a cup of coffee for the drive home and I was drinking this coffee as I was driving and I was literally thinking, should I U-turn and get another cup? <laughs> <laughs> It's really good coffee. Okay, so I have to ask, what is the secret behind your coffee? It's love. It is love, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where, where do you get this coffee? You have to volunteer to find out. <laughs> yeah, volunteer to find out. That's all I gotta do to get where, my where, where can I get more of this coffee? <laughs> Zinger. Well, no, so since since the cafe is not open all the time, I'll let you in on the on the secret so that you can have a supply <laughs> chain. Um, I'm, I'm a big Star- Starbucks fan, but it's not Starbucks. <laughs> We work with OQ Coffee um, in there, Highland yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Ben and his whole team there have been right really amazing. Oh. They work with Elijah's Promise where I used to work. So there's yeah. supporters yeah. and they come to Chef's Night. Yeah. Yeah, and he started out, I think, yeah, with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they were um, they were really uh, great partners to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, helped us, uh, helped connect us to equipment and to all the different products wow. we needed. And um, yeah, so thanks, OQ. Mm-hmm. Low-Q yeah. coffee, everybody. One of the only uh, like product feedbacks that we got about the coffee was um, they they don't have uh, as wide of an array of beans as yeah. um, as a lot of companies do. But part of the reason for that is that they do entirely direct trade. Like mm. like the folks at OQ have relationships with the farms that they buy from. So beautiful. Um, some of it is, um, yeah, but it's all but it's all direct trade, and so um, wow. you know they 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 work within limited um, geography on purpose so that they can maintain those relationships. But that's really cool. What what is the end goal of the Feature Cafe? Like, uh, if there's like a perhaps a measurable goal, like what what would that be? It's hard for us to put. We don't have like a this is how many college students we want to see exactly. in worship, yeah. uh, or this is how many young adults we want to see uh, on our on our rolls at the end of the year. We don't have any hard and fast numbers like that. Um, it's it's uh, for better or worse, more of an intangible. Um, it's it's more stories um, of impact um, and stories of um, of the church being a safe space uh, for young adults where they feel like they can hang out. I was in a meeting with a board of trustees talking about well, if we're gonna keep going with this cafe, then there's some things we need to do, especially in the off season in the summer, and. As I started to talk about it, one of the trustees butted in and was like, no, no, but this is just a mission endeavor. Like, this is just what the church does. Whether people come to church here or not, like, no, we're just going to be a loving space for the community. And it was so cool to be like cut off by a church member who's saying that. It was like, yeah, yeah, that, that is what we're doing. <laughs> right. Um, so our congregation gets to have their coffee hour in a coffee shop, which oh, cool. they love. That's and that's increased the interactions that we have mm-hmm. with each other, um, where before it was three round tables. Um, now we don't have round tables, but uh, we went to one service for the summer, but previously we had two services. And our music director would have to turn the lights on and off just to get people to shut up because they're talking too much mm-hmm. because they're having too much fun with each other in church. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, right? It's like the greatest yeah. problem to have. Like, I would laugh every time and she just roll her eyes like, oh, we got to start on time, which is true. Mm-hmm. But people are loving being in that space, whether it's congregate members or it's people coming off the street or college members, anybody. Well, I think that um, we weren't sure how that would go. And it was really important when we were designing the space, um, you know, in conversations that Skitch had with leadership at Princeton UMC, 
like, well, you know, when we when the when we need to take the Sanford Davis room back to being the Sanford Davis room, uh, if we have a reception or some kind of event, like it can go back to being the social hall, right? Of course. Like He's all busy. of this Done. can be tucked away and we can roll out the round tables and that's not a problem. Mm. Um and that hasn't happened that hasn't happened at all. <laughs> like they had uh they had a huge Martin Luther King Day worship service and they had the reception after that in the cafe. And they asked is. us to like get our baristas to come and work. <laughs> like they're like, oh, oh, can we just keep this open? Can we show off to everybody? Like, so the amazing. conversation went from like, well, we can change it back, right, if we need to, to uh, you don't you don't have to change it back. You're not, you're you? not moving anything, <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah. Which um which it's you know, on one hand it's like, well, it's furniture and and um like, okay, great, they like the furniture. But it's not it's not just the furniture, right? Like this is um it there's there's something about the way this space has transformed and yeah. um and when you put small tables with two or three chairs instead of huge tables with uh, eight chairs around it like the difference in conversations that are had and the difference in interactions is um it's a big deal um it's and big deal. it's you know it's one of these like the devil's in the details sort right. of thing right you i mean it's such a cool that. space and can i ask like where do you get the furniture though and that <laughs> again All shout out to internet. sarah Tillema. <laughs> uh, so sarah. Most of it, sarah was picking up and uh helping to design we had a few other designers who came in that were local to princeton um we just asked interior designers that we knew to say hey would you mind coming in and just giving us some feedback mm. um they were very kind enough to donate their time and their skills to um give us some um, some ideas, but most of the stuff was picked up online. But then there's this one big, large community table that sits, what, 12 people or something like that? I think something like that. 12 yeah. or 14. Mm-hmm. And it's this ginormous table. And that was donated by uh, one of our trustees members at the church whose father, uncle, was a Methodist pastor and Wesley Foundation director. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was like, for me, I was like, oh, so it's coming home. That's what you're saying. Like, this is so beautiful that this wow. is going to be the centerpiece. That this is where the um, some of the main conversations, the main uh, creating of community is going to happen mm. is with this donated Methodist table. Like, it just runs in the blood. Now, I kind of want to look into the the future of Feed Truck Cafe. I remember a sketch we were kind of talking briefly, and there were mention about finding a permanent space for this ministry. Is that true? Is that still in the works? Yeah. So we're exploring a couple of different things um, in terms of uh, sort of the next steps for Feed Truck Ministries, Inc. and what, um, you know, what what next endeavors could look like. We're also looking at the possibility of doing a brick and mortar, like permanent cafe restaurant space um, mm. in, in conjunction with uh, Kingston UMC um, that may double as... Uh, well, as a really kind of a multi-purpose space, so as worship space and uh, space for justice programming, like uh, um, uh, community meals and um, and food pantry uh, kind of ministries. Um, yeah, so we're we're in the very preliminary stages of um, exploring like how to use our own church building in, in that way, or how to uh, you know find another space within Kingston to do that. Um, and we were actually just awarded uh, a young clergy initiative uh, grant. That's um, awesome! Congrats! Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and so congrats. that grant is going to uh, the grant actually is um, it it's for a missional entrepreneurship cohort program, and mm-hmm. so it's uh, it will fund uh, residents and interns um, over the next two to three years who will actually be the 
research and development and startup team for this um, this cafe slash church plant uh, project. And and in that, this team will also then, of course, like learn from what PUMC is already doing and learn from, you know, what we've uh, like take what we've learned from this last year of this project um, and be able to improve upon mm -hmm. what we've done there um, and hopefully translate it into uh, a permanent space also in Kingston. So, um, yeah, and we're I like it that's sort of the near future in the next, you know, uh, three to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, but beyond that, we would love to be a part of developing these kind of ministries throughout the conference. Yeah. Um, we I'd even say throughout the nation, like not just, well, I mean, let's <laughs> just <laughs> come on. <laughs> My life motto is pace yourself. So, <laughs> which Touché. is not a good motto for, um, an entrepreneur, uh, sort of <laughs> backwards in that way. But, um, but for Skitch is like, we can plant in the moon. Let's do like, it. <laughs> on, the, on Mars. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Future Cafe Jupiter. I think that's, It'd be great. that's, the, that's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Elon yeah. Musk will fund it. Yeah. Sure. So what do you recommend for churches right now who are thinking about doing the same thing? Uh, pray. <laughs> and and listen to what the congregation, like, like church leadership needs to listen to what the congregation is passionate about. If there's leadership in a place trying to trying to implement something that the congregation is not inherently passionate about or can't get on board with, um, it's dead in the water. And there's a difference between the kind of no that is um, like a lack of courage or like needing to be pushed a little bit or needing some more that, details. Right. There's there's a there's a no not yet like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a this isn't who we are. This isn't a part of our DNA. Um, mm. And so I think it's it's really important to uh, every church can't um, do every kind of ministry at, um, in a way that's genuine to them. Um, I think that, uh, you know, PUMC um, had those internal conversations mm -hmm. and figured out like this was a thing that that um, uh, Pastor Jana was really passionate about. Skitch was really passionate about uh, Feature Ministries as like friends of PUMC. We were really excited about um but it was really in those like administrative council meetings and trustee meetings and, um, you know, post church conversations on Sunday morning. Yeah. And th that's where the sort of momentum got built. And we were able to test the waters of, OK, you know, is this is this going to go or not? Um, so I think that's that's kind of the the first Key. I would also say, uh, don't do it alone. Um, if anyone's at a church wanting to do this, it should be a church thing, or there should be a team of people that are doing this. Cause that's what was really nice. There were six of us, I feel like five or six of us that were sitting around the table for three months every week, just saying, what's next, what's next, what's mm -hmm. next. So it never became, um, just one person's burden. You know, there were multiple people that were bearing the load of it. Uh, so it made it much more manageable. Um, which I think is definitely I'm all for that African proverb of if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. Like that was part of this is we all sat around together and that's how I think we we're able to go far. Wow. Um, another part of that question I want to kind of ask is the resources. So I think from churches, a lot of reasons why churches are reluctant to do kind of these new ministry initiatives is a feeling of uh, resource scarcity. Like we don't have enough resources to do this, but uh, throughout the whole conversation, you guys are keep talking about grants. So what was kind of the process? Like, where do you, where, where does the church tap into these grants? Uh, Feed Trek Ministries Inc. Uh, was able to, um, to develop initially because of a grant from the, um, 
the Board on Higher Education and Ministry here in Greater New Jersey, um, in addition to funding from the GBHEM um, it, for startup funding for the truck. Uh, the grant that PUMC, I'm not sure where actually, where the grant for the cafe came from. I think that from. one was also G&J as well. Um, you know, we have uh, private donors who are willing to support um, uh, the ministries of, of both the truck and the cafe. Um, and there and there are lots of other, there, the Young Clergy Initiative grant that, um, um, that we're about to embark on. Um, the, you just have to look, they're out yeah. there. Um, it's also, it's, it's not a, like applying for grants isn't a be all end all solution to sustainability either. Right, right. Um, it's, it's really, I think a church or, or, or a ministry like this has to look at that as, as seed money, as yeah. that initial investment, um, and then figure out, okay, how do we, how do we match these funds? Um, or, okay, this, this supports this and this, but how are we going to fund this and this and, and be willing to, to ask people that are passionate about what we're doing, um, for their support. Yeah. But, but, but the grant funding is out there. Um, and, and the UMC in particular, uh, you know, has these super generous programs that, um, particularly for new ministries like this. Um, so that's definitely out there. And it, I would say don't limit yourself to looking for grants within the UMC. Lots of seminaries are doing innovative ministry programming now um, mm. because, uh, as they should be, seminaries are interested in this kind of uh, ministry and in helping move it along. So um, Google is your friend. Like, just get out there. And if you hear of somebody that gets a grant, ask them, how did you get that? Where did you apply? When is their application for next year? Can I read your proposal? Year? Yeah, absolutely. I've sent Because that's been our... the biggest scary thing for me. It's just like, uh, but what if we get turned down? Then no one loves me, right? Like, No, you just got to try and try and try and try again. If you don't get it one year, that doesn't mean you can't get it the next year. Um, one of one of the feed trucks uh, first employees is married to uh, a woman who's a pastor now in Cleveland mm -hmm. and uh, they moved a few years ago now and now they're looking at their own food truck uh, ministry that's so cool and so wow. uh, you know they've been uh, we've been in contact with them over the last um, couple of months and they said hey can I just see your original proposal and I said you know of course and here's our budget for last year and here's <laughs> you know yeah I mean like all the of course, like, why wouldn't we share these resources? Um, we're not in competition with these other ministries. Right, right. We're all, we should all be in cahoots with each other. Um, Wonderful. So. It is. So, yeah, the cafe just, does, for now, does coffee and pastries. Um, the feed truck does uh, breakfast, brunch, and late night eats. So and volunteers who make all that? We, um, we. Like a chef on board. We're, we have part paid staff and part volunteers. So we'll, uh, typically, when we go out, um, the I truck will have. Legs. Something. I'm, I'm going to be a good volunteer. I'm we telling have people, you. We have Tony, people who have a shirt is waiting for it. It is. Right. You said, come on out. Come on out. We have people that show up having never cooked anything ever. Wow. And um, and the we we train on the fly. Um, once a year, we have one big training session. Um, but it's, um, yeah, we make sure that uh, we teach people how to not, you know, hurt, hurt themselves yeah. or anyone else. Exactly. And, uh, um, yeah. And they do so a good job of it. <laughs> How do people uh, sign up to volunteer? Um, right now, it's just by contacting me um, uh, or going through our website, um, thefeedtruck.org. If you're if you're free on Saturday, we have a, a big event at the Kingston Firehouse. It should be a fun one. So and what's come out and see us. Is it, um, what kind of event is this? Well, actually, we have two events on on Saturday. If we can get the truck uh, up and running, um, we're having some engine problems right now. But but one but on Saturday we have uh, one of our our 
uh, sort of anchor events. We have the West Windsor Farmers Market, which we we're in our third season with them. Um, and then the the Volunteer Firehouse in Kingston, New Jersey, is dedicating their new fire truck cool. on Saturday afternoon, and so we're providing the food. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but right now the truck is um, is ailing, so we are we're actually. Um, uh, we're launching this week a fundraising campaign, uh, the On the Road Again campaign. Um, and so if you go to thefeedtruck.org slash give, um, we are looking to raise $7,500, uh, which is the cost of um, the parts and labor and uh, to cover some missed time on the road over the last few weeks that we've been down. So um so please give and if you're if if you love the feed truck and the feed truck cafe um share share that on social media we'll have uh we'll have stuff that you can post um but yeah we need all the help we can get um there's a there's a video of course on the um, fundraising campaign and i think i say something like it takes a village to run a food truck like the feed truck so um <laughs> wow, that's good it's yeah that's a good one um and it's and it's true we couldn't uh we we couldn't do any of what we do um you know to skitch's point earlier it's it's a total team effort so. yeah, i was gonna say originally we were thinking about could the uh, feed truck come here and have the feed truck behind us and we were thinking of bring all the equipment outside to the parking lot and then like record that way but um it's sad, sad to hear that the feed truck is having a little pr- problems but Please support the feed truck, thefeedtruck.org slash give and uh, share your uncovered dish love. Uh, we'll love to see that truck back on the road. Yeah. And the sooner we're on the road, the sooner we can book a date to come out to the Missionary Resource Center and um, and, right. and feed y'all and help we, you keep we, your sunny side when, <laughs> I, we, when we told the staff, um, you know, I was asking some people, oh, is this possible? Can we do this? They got super excited and they're like, can they come at like lunchtime and we will all eat outside um so so there there has to be a next time there has to be a next time we're in guys thank you so much again for coming on the show for for um every guest that comes on here we have a last question that we ask every single guest you want to do the honors so if you had a choice of any food that you would like for the rest of your life to eat breakfast lunch and dinner what would this one specific food be one dish no variations Jess, do you know yours? You know, I uh, I feel like I answered a question really similar to this for something recently, and um, every time I think about it, I think of my grandma's fried chicken. Which, Here we go. Um, I'm I'm just gonna have to. She she's gone now, Homemade. but I'm gonna have to learn to yeah make it myself. But um, there's a place actually in Brooklyn called Sweet Chick that makes chicken and waffles, and I could <sighs> I could eat their fried chicken. That yeah. that one would suffice. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think for me it would be my mom's rolls. As a kid, uh, my mom's rolls always got snatched up. I can still remember one specific Easter where my cousin got yelled at because he took three rolls, and we all knew you can only start with two. <laughs> it was like, no, you can't do that. These are the best things in the world. Everyone would fight over these rolls, wow. and those homemade rolls. Oh. Can you describe these rolls? Like, what kind of rolls are you talking? You talking uh, just like nice just bread tall. rolls, or are you talking yeah. like no, they're, just they're bread? bread rolls, nice and tall. Uh, uh, with a scissor snip on both sides uh, with a little bit of butter on top so they brown. I mean, they were like the mm. perfect post-Thanksgiving. Uh, my mouth some, is watering. Exactly, like to throw the turkey, <laughs> make the little turkey sandwich in them. Oh, I see. It's perfect for that. Uh, it's perfect for anything. Anytime that I'm back in California for a, uh, a big holiday, those rolls will definitely be made. Awesome. You get to take a care package back with you. I have had them sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> Real, real quick, when is the Feature Cafe going to be back up? 
We're hoping, uh, not hoping, we're planning on this fall. Um, there is some uh, some renovations. We're hoping to have it open every weekend for the school year. Wow, uh, okay. Yeah, and so that's where some of these renovations are coming in, and the trustees have been wonderful working with us uh, to try and make that happen. Awesome. I actually have some emails that I need to answer. Sorry, Rick. (laughs) 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 They will come soon, I swear. (laughs) Rick, just copy me next time. It's uh, it's probably true. Probably true. All right, everybody. Again, this is uh, Jess Winderweedle and Skitch Matson from The Feed Truck Cafe. Again, you can find out more information at thefeedtruck.org. Um, there you will find out about the uh, Feed Truck Ministries and also The Feed Truck Cafe. Thanks again for being on the show, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. And scene. All right. <laughs> you just you want know, to you do really the clock. You need to get one of those things. To, yeah. yeah, they're not no, cheap, No, I don't though. know. I think you're doing um, good. Even throwing the leg in, too. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in today's podcast. If there are any topics you'd like us to uncover or any comments for us, you can email them to podcast at gnjumc.org. We will be posting a new podcast every other Wednesday. So if you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to be up to date on the latest episodes. We'll talk to you soon.